Hi, this is Chris Mueller with the Weekly Word for Everyday Catholic. Mark's Gospel is a breathless account of Jesus' life, death, and resurrection. In the first chapter alone, Jesus calls his disciples. He casts out a demon. He heals Peter's mother-in-law. He cures many who were sick, and he drives out many demons. It should be no surprise then that by the third chapter, Jesus is drawing huge crowds. Now, much of what Jesus said and did was controversial by the standards of his time. And because of this, Jesus' public ministry wasn't treated with cheers by the guardians of the culture. In Mark 3.22, scribes from Jerusalem follow him to Nazareth, and they accuse him of being possessed by Beelzebul. They claim that his mastery over demons is a result of demonic powers. And Jesus answers them this way, How can Satan drive out Satan? If a kingdom is divided against itself, that kingdom cannot stand. And if a house is divided against itself, that house will not be able to stand. And if Satan has risen up against himself and is divided, he cannot stand. That's the end of him. But no one can enter a strong man's house to plunder his property unless he first ties up the strong man. Then he can plunder his house. Mark 3, 23 through 27. It seems that when we speak of the devil, modern believers tend to make one of two mistakes. One, they act as if the devil is somehow irrelevant, as if he dropped from existence. This is where the erroneous school of thought that proclaims the devil to be nothing more than the personification of man's tendency to choose wrong comes from. Or they adhere to the second school of error. This is the one in which the devil is seen as an almost cosmic counterforce to God. This school sees the devil and Jesus as similar in power, and it leaves the believer in a helpless state against the army of darkness's advances. In short, the devil is ascribed no power or is attributed total power, and both are wrong. That's why I love when Jesus speaks of the strong man. The devil is real, he's bad, and he has a fair amount of power, thus strong man. In a state of demonic possession, a person has come entirely under the influence of this evil. The strong man, the devil, has made the person his home. Jesus doesn't deny that the devil has this power. He doesn't deny the devil's ability to dominate those who come under his influence. So right here, Jesus sets the initial error straight. But far from being all-powerful, Jesus then gives insight into how he deals with the demonic. In short, he binds them. You can't plunder a strong man's house unless you first tie him up. So while Jesus does refer to the devil as the strong man, it's clear he's the stronger man. So what's our takeaway? Well, the devil's real. He's powerful. He's not all-powerful. Jesus claims authority over the demonic, and they do as he commands. Far from ignoring them, he binds them and plunders their homes. I love that. We need to remember this. In our struggle for holiness, there will be opposition, but we're not helpless. In Christ's authority, we need to stand firm against every tactic of the evil one. When the demonic whispers corrupt inspirations into our ears, we, like Christ, need to stand in the authority of a son or a daughter of the living God, and we need to rebuke the voice of temptation, binding and silencing it in Jesus' name, casting it away in that same authority. Far from denying the reality of the devil, we need to understand that our lives are being lived out on a battlefield. That's Catechism 409. But we also need to know that the evil forces arrayed against us are no match for the Lord. This has been Chris Mueller with the Weekly Word for Everyday Catholic. You can get more information on Everyday Catholic at everydaycatholic.com.